Welcome to the Fighting for Joy podcast. I'm your host, Jody Blick. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, I would love for you to do so. Maybe you could even pause the episode right now and go do it. When you pull up my podcast on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening, just look for the subscribe button at the top. Subscribing makes sure that you never miss an episode as each one will automatically download onto your device on release day. But also, and I still don't know how all of this works, it somehow helps my podcast to get more traction on these podcast apps because they see that people who are listening like it enough to subscribe. So then they somehow bump it up on the search engines and help more people find the podcast. Although my goal has never been about numbers or trying to do things to just get more listeners, I do feel passionately about this work and the message of the Fighting for Joy podcast. I pour my heart into it and I want it to be available and easily accessible for people who really need it, for people who are desperate for hope and people who need help fighting for joy. It's also super helpful when you take the time to share the podcast with others, to send someone the link or share about it on your social media platforms, maybe pulling up your favorite episode and taking a screenshot and sharing that. Any of these ways will continue to help spread the message of hope. And as more of a share, more people can be reached. So thank you guys in advance. Okay, on to today's episode. I'm really happy to introduce you to a special woman in our community who is known to many as Mama Lou. I think her nickname makes it pretty clear the role that she plays in the life of so many. Her actual name is Luann Rui. Our families have been connected for about 20 years through our church, and I just think the world of her. And as I mentioned during our conversation, she often reminds me of my mom. Like my mom, she has seen and experienced really hard things. She definitely knows the brokenness of this world. And yet, like my mom did, she exudes an unbelievable amount of joy. Luann has one of the most beautiful smiles, the brightest eyes, her laugh is contagious, she always seems to have a song in her heart, and so, not surprisingly, people love being around her. And as we talk together on this episode today, you will quickly find out where her abundant joy comes from. Spoiler alert, it comes from her deep love for Jesus. His work in her life has produced some beautiful fruit. Through many years of walking closely with him, she has developed a sweet dependence on him. She treasures his word, trusts his promises, believes in the importance of staying in close community with other believers. And of course, our topic today, she has learned about the necessity, the comfort, the joy, and the power of prayer. I hope as you listen, you are spurred on in your own prayer life or maybe even start praying for the very first time. I love how practical Luann got, and I think it will help and encourage you. I know it did for me. And really, as we continue to talk through all of these many ways to fight for joy, all of these various tools, as I've been calling them, I can't think of many that top prayer. So enough for my introduction. I'm glad you found the podcast today. Don't forget to subscribe. And now I want you to hear from sweet Luann. Hi, Luann. Hi, Jody. <laughs> I just could not be more excited about having this conversation with you. So thank you for being willing to sit down and talk about finding joy and hope in the midst of the ups and downs of life. 
Well, you know, prayer has been my number one go-to, and I couldn't be happier to be here. It humbles me that you would even ask me to be speaking about prayer. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's I'm a joy thrilled of you're mine. here. Yeah. I, I just, God kept bringing you to mind, and um, I'm thankful that we have time today on a Friday afternoon to visit. Sure. So let's just jump right in by having you share a little bit about yourself um, and your life um, so that my listeners can get to know who you are. All right. Well, um, I've lived in the community forever. I moved three miles away from my original home. So, um, and I am married to the love of my life, Chris Rui, and we've been married 44 years. And mm. in that 44 years, God has given us seven children, mm. and um, now we have six beautiful spouses that go along with those kids, and 13 grandchildren, which wow. is pure joy, pure <laughs> joy to me. When, yes. um, when those grandkids started coming along, it just reintroduced me to mm. a can't, an indescribable joy that mm. comes with, mm-hmm. with the joy of seeing your children raise children. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a retired nurse. I worked at Fremont for 37 years. Loved it. I can't believe God would give me two jobs that I love. Mm. Um, and I still continue to cater. Mm. So we're, we're plugging through it with the COVID. Oh, it's not it's got to be challenging. It, yeah, It has been a challenge. And, you know, just working with the sweetest brides, God could not have given me sweeter brides to work with. So, mm. Mm. um, yeah, just being open to what God designs mm-hmm. in my catering business. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, well, you are a very well-respected and sought-out <laughs> caterer for I'm, sure. So I'm sorry that 2020 is throwing a wrench in that. Um, well, we're rescheduling for 22. Yes. So yes. here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also I just wanted to connect the dots for our listeners a little bit in case your last name sounds familiar and say that you are the sweet mother-in-law of my two-time podcast guest, Laura Rui. So my joy. Laura yeah. is married to your son, Andrew, and um, just continually grateful for her episodes, just how bravely she shared um, and how helpful it's been to so many people. Absolutely. Even to me, her mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Yeah. yeah. It's powerful. That's right. Well, like I said, I'm just super excited that you're doing this episode with me and to know you, Luann, really is to love you and, you know, to be with you is to be encouraged. And personally, your presence reminds me a lot of my mom's, mm. which is really sweet oh, for no me and just compliment. so much joy in your <laughs> yeah. life. And, um, and in your presence and you're just kind of known in our church and really throughout the whole community as a sort of mother to all. In fact, I think your nickname for many girls is Mama Lou. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you've just mentored, you've encouraged so many women of all ages, including many young women, my two girls included. And you and Justine especially just have a really neat relationship. Can you just share a little bit about what mm-hmm. connected you two? Well, Sweet Justine happened along into my fifth and sixth grade Sunday school class. And I don't know, by the love of God, by the work of God, um, it ended up that she was kind of my only student for some days, you know, <laughs> right? we had some days where we, sh- we had to share each other with others, but mostly it ended up that it was her and I, and yeah, for almost two years, it was mm-hmm. one-on-one mm-hmm. and we would go to Hy-Vee and talk there because I said, we don't need to stay in this classroom. And yeah, it was just, a, she just was so eager to learn about Jesus and such a heart mm. for study. Mm. And 
yeah, and I am just impressed that she still wants to come alongside mm. me. Mm. And we still have an adult mm-hmm. relationship oh, and an sure. adult love for each other. And For yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. After she got engaged, you were one of the first people she wanted to let know. And yeah. That was so great when she yeah. let me know. That, yeah, yeah. That was no, a brightener for me. You have a very special connection. And yeah. it just as a mom, you know what it's like when other people build into your kids. Absolutely. It's very special. So not only yeah. has it been meaningful to her but to eric and me as well it's it's been a joy joy builder for me too yeah well um as you know this podcast is called fighting for joy um everybody will have times in life you and i have both had them when we are faced with difficult circumstances and yet even in those difficult times there still is joy and peace and hope that can be found and I just want to continue to proclaim that from the roof, the rooftops that we can fight for joy and find it even when life is hard and I know over the course of your life you have about seen it all I was very excited that you said yes to be on this podcast mm. because um, you are not old by any means you're not that much older than me about 15 years but you are one of the older guests that I've had on probably the oldest guest I've had on and <laughs> I just want to sit and glean from your wisdom oh, I just stop. I don't even want to ask questions I just want to sit and say uh-huh what else uh-huh what else <laughs> stop so yeah <laughs> um, so I'm glad you're here and thank you for bringing your your experience of just living a little longer than than me and a lot of my listeners um but that means you know that you have seen um wonderful things and really hard things so let's just start by having you share a little bit about some of the harder things that you've had to face in life and maybe just even where you tend to struggle with discouragement um you know god when it all started i i wouldn't have definitely called those high points in my life Mm. you know when you when you sit back and you lose a baby Mm. in your last months of pregnancy or you watch a um, nephew that you love or your sister-in-law get both killed quickly Mm. in a Mm. car accident Mm. you know you know Mm. how that Mm. feels Um, there's been some health issues that I've had to work through and um just the the inability to get people to listen sometimes to what you have to say mm-hmm. and it just causes you to be defeated mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. but some days Jody I'm just my worst enemy mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I always say I, mm-hmm. I don't I'm not safe in a room with Luann some days mm-hmm. because depression falls down on my shoulders and I can be my worst enemy and kind of self-destructive some mm-hmm. days mm-hmm. that's better it's better. Mm-hmm. But um mm-hmm. and it's some days it's super hard for me in some of the situations that I've been through to be forgiving of maybe my attitude or my mm-hmm. heart or so I think probably the um the heartbreak of broken relationships and not being able to mm-hmm. know what to do with those mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. has been by far yeah one of the harder things. Yeah. And I think so many people can relate to that. We all have various relationships in our life that are hard and losses, like you mentioned, um, and just um, a normal part of the experience here in this broken world. Um, Mm -hmm. But we each face them and deal with them differently. Um, 
And there is a time where usually we have to decide, are we going to fight for joy? Are we going to give in to despair and despondency? And so a big part of this podcast is just trying to share different tools that help us to hold, like I said, both the struggle and the joy at the same time. Um, We don't have to wait until the hard things are over before we can experience real joy. And I've seen that in Mm -hmm. you over the years, just kind of watching even from a distance. So today I just asked you to share about one of the main tools that you use that I really try to use um, when when we're going through challenges, when we're going through hard things, when we need to fight despair and discouragement. So share a little bit about that. What's one thing that, that really helps when you are hurting or struggling or facing something hard? Well, I have to go quickly to prayer. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I just have to just run to prayer because it's what brings everything into sense. And, mm-hmm. you know, Sometimes I feel like if I t- if I go even to good friends, and I have sweet sweet friends, I sometimes feel like I am just bringing attention to myself in the midst of that, mm-hmm. you know. So, and God just takes me as I am. He is He is just He's always been my um, well. I can't say always, but He's He's definitely always been a a piece of my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so i prayer prayer mm-hmm. whether it's yeah. it's down deep guttural prayer bawling my eyes out prayer or if it's just popcorn prayers that i just want to say all through the day yeah. or um just you know repeating um verses mm-hmm. repeating mm-hmm. scriptures mm-hmm. about Oh, let's say 15 years ago, I was going through some real hard times and I just had a song, a lyric that I just mm. kept repeating and singing. I'd sing it mm-hmm. in the shower. I'd sing it whenever yeah. I would, you know, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden I found myself just singing it yeah. without thinking about it. Yeah. It would just be as natural as, mm. you know, I simple voice, simple verses that would, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm not going to win any Awana awards with my <laughs> with my um well, with I, my, yeah, my I, memorization but it's it's those simple verses yes, that yes you know I can find joy in all things because God promises me that mm-hmm, in Philippians mm-hmm, I can mm-hmm. I can um rest assured that this is for God's good mm-hmm. I can rest assured mm-hmm. in those things and I just have to repeat truths yes truths Always. I think that's key. I'm so glad that you said that because I think we can overthink it. We can try to be perfect with our prayers or think that maybe God will hear us <laughs> um, right. more clearly if we say it the right way. But really, he wants our heart. He wants um, our tender dependence upon him. And just like you said, to be the one that we run to, we need def- definitely need people in our lives. But just that refuge and that place to go where you know that um, that he is that he's hearing us. Yep. And just, you know, like I said, whether it's lamenting Mm -hmm. or whether it's praising and whether it's long or whether it's short, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, there's no rules with praying. Yes, I I agree. Yeah. Well, I just, I want to back up a little bit because I, um, I don't know much about your spiritual journey. So I would love to hear just a little bit about your testimony and just maybe what Mm -hmm. your walk with God has been like over the years. Um, I don't know. You know, Jody, I had the honor of learning about Jesus in my home. Mm. And I think that was probably the greatest gift my mm-hmm. parents gave me. Yes. yes. Um, my mom worked at Camp Fontenelle. And yeah. so she would she would just lovingly send me in there yeah. when the when yeah. the speakers were on yeah. board. And in the midst of that is where I learned about um, 
the three loves from first corinthians mm. and that's probably where i recognize that no it has to be a committed love to christ mm. a committed love to um it can't take the back seat to anything mm. so you know i i as soon as i learned that i was on fire there was not a classmate mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. i didn't yell at because <laughs> i was 13 years old and yeah. and so there wasn't anyone that was going to not know that jesus was was a part of my life so mm. you know mm-hmm. it was fun in those days but then pretty soon the fire turns to embers and you just mm-hmm. slowly mm-hmm. not slowly walk away from it but it just becomes not the the yeah. highlight and i knew that needed to change um I went away to nursing school, and of course it was it was utmost in my forefront of my mind, but it was not as energetic or as mm-hmm. exciting, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know everything took place. So, but I longed for that fire to return and um, to get that to get that fire going again. So after nursing school, I was already in love, head over heels with my high school um guy chris Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and so um we got married and and i married him two weeks after state boards oh wow (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i i still became a nurse even though i was probably thinking more about the wedding than that but well and then life got busy i had three kids in three and a half years Mm. we our first Mm. are one two and three wow yeah some irish twins in there Mm -hmm. and um yeah, we, so, but I still longed for Jesus, but I was busy. And then um, we, I prayed about it. I knew that we probably needed to move our faith in a different direction. And so we changed churches and that made all the difference. Mm. I I was amongst other believers. And so um, I started studying again. And then I started in a Bible study uh, and we started studying James. Hmm. And James, I, I thought when I was studying that, I thought, well, I've never really, I've never really had any big crises in my life. Mm. I wonder what that'll feel like or mm. if we need to. And it was probably within a couple months after wow. that. In 1982, I call that my year of, of changes. Disaster after disaster kind of started to happen. Um, and I had a broken heart. After we lost our baby late in mm. pregnancy... Mm. I remember weeping and wailing and begging for Mm. joy to return. I wanted it back. Mm. I didn't want to sit in that ugly, Mm -hmm. sad room. So it took years and years to settle into that grief, Mm. not to lose that grief, but just to kind of settle into the fact Mm -hmm. that I would always miss our daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's kind of where the story began with trusting and... um, just fighting for joy mm-hmm. in in light of that. So I always say that that our sweet little girl taught me more about life in those few months that we knew each other than mm-hmm. my other children. And I've got great kids, mm-hmm. but she really taught me how to move, mm-hmm. move closer to Christ. Mm-hmm. So um, those hard days introduced me into true sorrow and God grew my faith. In the hard days of multiple crises, I decided I needed, and really, Jody, this is one of the reasons why I'm here today, not because I love talking into a mic and, <laughs> and having lots of people listen to me, but because I knew that if that pain mm. went for nothing, mm-hmm. 
and I had to hurt that bad and nothing was gained from it, mm-hmm. then what in the world was the purpose of that? And I think you find great joy in finding purpose Absolutely. in things. Yeah. So that's kind of what directed my mm-hmm. traffic and mm-hmm. it gives me tools to this very day. Mm-hmm. You go mm-hmm. back to that first grief. Yes. And yeah. I think that's what directs your heart and your mind and confidence mm-hmm. that, you know, I made it through something very difficult mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe yeah. somebody wouldn't think it was that difficult for them, but for me, it was yeah really hard. So um, I gained knowing that it was better, hmm. better for me to have gone through it mm-hmm. than to not go through it. And that gives me confidence in the middle of crises today that I'm going to I'm yes. going to be better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not, you know, that doesn't hurry my grief. Mm-mm. In the midst of even hard times today, it doesn't hurry mm-hmm. my grief. I recognize that there's no nothing gained in that and I learned sound biblical truths mm-hmm. in the midst of that grief. Yeah. So I can't But it does take an hurry. openness. It takes an openness. You know, I I've seen that and I'm sure you have too where other people have gone through something hard. And it isn't a guarantee that they're going to come out of it wanting to help other people or right. being stronger in their faith or yeah. finding joy again. I mean, it really does, you know, just begging the Lord, like you said, just, you know, to come in and do a work and having that openness to say, okay, what can I do to turn this horrible situation into a blessing for somebody else or right. a deepening my faith or my trust in the Lord and um, being open being open to that is key. Better or better. Yes. That's, I've heard that yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's an old saying, but it's, you know, it, it's my go-to. Mm-hmm. As, am I bitter as the result of this or am I better? Mm-hmm. And I can't mm-hmm. honestly say that I've better, that I've always been better. There yeah. is bitterness that has time. <laughs> taken taken over at times. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but I am better for being broken. Mm-hmm. I am better for being broken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean... I can say the same thing. I I hate the circumstances. I would never want all of the that's happened to happen again if I was able to choose. But, um, you know, some of the things I see in my life are better. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I too, you know, grew up in a Christian home and, and can't really remember a lot about learning to pray. I mean, I think that's very common for people who have faith in their home. I mean, it's kind of something you do before the meal or before mm-hmm. you go to bed or on Sundays at church and you watch your parents um, or people in your life. But as we grow in our faith, um, like you said, we go kind of get tastes of the hard stuff in the world. Um, For the first time, we learn how to read the Bible. We do Bible studies. We develop a relationship with God. I mean, prayer becomes a big part of our walk with him because it's nearly impossible to have a thriving relationship with somebody that we never talked to. Right. And so, Absolutely. um, prayer is a natural overflow, um, of a walk, a close walk with the Lord. And mm-hmm. we begin to learn to pray. We begin to want to pray, not because we feel like we should, but we just don't want to go a day without talking mm-hmm. to our heavenly father. So as you kind of think over your life, um, specifically your prayer life, I'm wondering, just when you began to see the necessity of prayer or even the joys and the benefits of prayer, just maybe some defining moments or key things that you can kind of reflect on that shaped how you view prayer today. Um, well, you know, I, I, I just, you just got to admit that disaster sets, sets it 
sets it to work. Mm -hmm. um, crises do, but mm -hmm. um, I guess I always, I kind of take it back to my daughter, Rachel. She was born in acute liver failure. Mm. Really, really sick, that little kid mm. was. Um, was on the liver transplant list, and you got to know she's 30 years old. So mm. Mm. Um, they'd only done one other kid. One other baby. Wow. Wow. She was seven days old, and we were talking to doctors about all of that. So, uh, wow. With that opportunity, I would just, I would just go home and go to my knees. Mm -hmm. And she, mm -hmm. I just talked to Rachel, uh, that she, she's the one that taught me to really go to my knees. Mm -hmm. What that means to go to your knees, to lay prostate on the floor, and to think about the only thing I really want today is for you to heal my daughter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and he did. Yeah. He did. Wow. In the wow. most miraculous ways. He did. And that isn't always my story in a lot of my life, but that is one that I can cling to. Mm. And um so with that, mm. um, he taught me that it's okay to to plead. And I think I learned also about intercessor intercessory prayer mm -hmm. at that point mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. We had hundreds of people praying for mm -hmm. that little girl checking out at the grocery store and they would say um i would write my name and they go luann Rui, oh i've been praying for you that's so powerful yeah and i would go what you know mm -hmm. and um so it just taught me the power of prayer and just the gratitude of someone because there were times mm -hmm. and i'm sure you've had them too where you just you can't pray anymore mm -hmm. you just can't mm -hmm. you can't um and you're, you're almost embarrassed that you reached that point. But, you know, I have stepped alongside my friends and I said, on those days when you can't pray, I am already praying. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that's kind of where I learned about intercessory prayer too. So mm -hmm. that was powerful. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I also have, I have different ways that I pray. Sometimes I'm real systemic, you know, systematic, mm -hmm. I guess is not, is what I want to say, systematic. And, you know, I have a list of the people that I pray for. Even my kids are on that list, you know, mm -hmm. so that I don't forget their names and I don't have to think about, oh, have I said this or that, you know? So I just go to that list and I just pray mm -hmm. for those names and I pray for, for, you know, all those things that moms pray for their children. Mm -hmm. um, I have names of people that are ill that I pray for or mm -hmm. their families if they passed or those things um mm -hmm. so sometimes I do that and sometimes my prayers are just like popcorn mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. I'm just popping them all over all day long <laughs> right yeah. just before I was here I was like thinking of something and praying for it and I was like that that's probably a popcorn prayer you're doing mm -hmm. you know those mm -hmm. things where you just pop it up and yeah and you settle it with God for sure um, for sure yeah so I, I, I say this very humbly, Jody, but really prayer is really a consistency in my life. Mm -hmm. It's not something that I, I take for granted. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I really mm -hmm. have set too much, mm -hmm. too much honor, too much um, clout yeah. in yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I have well, to once, have it. Yeah. And once you kind of do get used to that being a part of your routine and your life and you're dependent upon, I mean there's such a void when you don't. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to get to that place in my life too. But um, yeah, it's, it, 
it's uh, when it's a part of your everyday all throughout your day, um, there's no going back. No, no, praise the Lord. <laughs> we need yeah. it. Praise we need the it. Lord. We're dependent upon it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, similar for me, I mean, it really was becoming a mom. Well, first of all, probably getting married stretched me um, and I needed a lot of prayer. Um, and then, yeah, having kids and then parenting middle schoolers, that was it. When you said, you know, on on your knees, I think that was the first time I got on my knees mm. was middle school issues. Yeah. <laughs> and then high school and then young adults. And then, of course, you know, when we lost Jackson, I mean, it's just, it turns from kind of God bless up my day, Mm -hmm. make this person's illness go away, you know, to, oh my word, I need a refuge. I need comfort. I need help. I, please give me your peace. I don't know. I need comfort. My heart is broken. It's, it's, you know, kinds of ebbs and flows over the different circumstances of your life. But, um, it's humbling and it's hard and it's scary when you get to a point where you have to be on your knees. But also I feel like, it really does all of a sudden help you to see really the power of prayer and how much we need, not just an example, Jesus is our example, but we need a savior. We need a helper. Right. We need a healer. We need a provider. We need a comforter. All of those things that um, a broken heart gets us yeah. to that place. Yeah. And that's good. It is you know, good. I, it's hard and good. I remember when I was on my way to Ukraine, my back went out. Oh, I forgot about that, Leanne. My back went out and I was like, I went to my knees in pain, but I, that's where I learned anything that takes me to my knees is Mm. good. Mm. Anything that takes me to my knees is good. So it takes us really thinking about what good, what good is. I think the world's view of good. That's so true. Because when you say that's good, I totally get what you're saying, but I think in our humanness and, you know, without the Lord, that would feel like a stretch to say that but yes when we have that kind of trust in him and we've been walking with him and we see what he does from brokenness and you know putting us through the fire and the challenges I mean it is it is good and it's not cliche it is not it's not cliche Mm -hmm. it's 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 the fire in my and Mm -hmm. it's the sparks in my fire Mm -hmm. it's the yeah yeah it's the ignition to yes everything is Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we all change over the years. I'm not the same as I was 20 years or 10 years ago or even really five years ago, and I'm sure you would say the same. And so similarly, you know, the way that we pray can change over the years, and we learn more about ourselves. We learn more about God. We learn more about the power of prayer, our dependence upon prayer like we've been talking about. So so for you, Luann, I mean, how has your prayer life changed over the years? And maybe even what are some things you're doing now that you weren't doing even, you know, 10 or 20 years ago? Well, I have a spot. And oh, it's a, I like that. I do too. It's a big <laughs> green chair. And, you know, we're in the middle of some reconstruction and re, re-changing in our house. And I just felt empty when I didn't have my big green chair to go to. Mm. So I asked the boys, I said, just bring that up to my bedroom and I promise it'll stay there. (laughs) (laughs) So it does. And so as long as I have my big green fluffy chair, um, that was a gift from my mom. Hmm. And so I kind of feel like I'm just sitting there with her a lot of times. So I have a, I have a spot and I think Mm -hmm. everybody kind of needs a, a spot that feels comfortable and a spot that feels like it's, Mm. it's necessary. So I know when I sit in that chair, you know, if that chair could talk, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be very disappointed in some ways. In some ways, I'd be very excited. So I have a big, big fat green chair that mm. I pray in. And um, some of the tools that I use are, um, I, I just open my Bible. Mm. No, and if I'm in the middle of a study, sometimes it's verses that are laid out in that study. But I just insert my kids' names, I insert situations, mm. you know, I insert my name, mm -hmm. you know, Luann, you are saved by grace. Mm. You know, you, you have the energy to, to move forward in this mm -hmm. because, um, nothing is too great for God, mm. you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I do that. And then, um, Psalms hmm. as of about 10 years ago, Psalms were like just poems that I thought, oh, David. <laughs> but now he just, You're he like, just oh, David, loves on me. You. Yeah, <laughs> he just loves on me through Psalms. And Aww. Psalm 27 is one of my favorite ones. Hmm. Um, and I read that one and I will insert names in there. And I will think about the, the holiness of God and hmm. um, just what he's capable hmm. of doing in light of that. Hmm. Um, or there's times where I'll just read a scripture every day over and over. One summer I took first Peter and I just read it every day, mm. the whole book over mm. and over and over and over. Mm. And I love that. Yeah, that, mm -hmm. that was, that was important to me. And so then when our pastor started preaching on it, I just, right. oh, it was just like bomb. It yes. was just like bomb to my wounds. So, um, and it just sets that truth in your heart and it doesn't have to be a whole book. It can just be a, a scripture mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. you know, just a simple one verse every day, read it. Mm. I have a friend who's reading Psalm 119 every mm. day. Wow. That's, a long I know one. <laughs> that's a long one, but she loves it. And yeah, it's mm. good. So, and I, I, I love the Bible. I had a friend tell me, I said, I'm in a Bible study. And I just love it. And she says, Luann, I've never heard you not love a Bible study <laughs> because mm -hmm. I, it helps me. But I, and I think that's great. But I think also just those familiar verses, mm -hmm. Romans 8, 28, you mm -hmm. know, those things that are familiar to you. Yeah. That way you're, you're not, you're not trying to comprehend newness, but just the familiar of God mm -hmm. retelling you over and over that mm -hmm. you're safe in my arms mm -hmm. and. So I, I, I love to learn new things, but I also am kind of comfortable and love to mm. just sit in mm -hmm. my common space I that God it. gives me. Yeah. 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 So I kind of have a spot too. It's, it's my car. <laughs> yeah. I feel just like the same thing. If, if my car could talk, um, I've really had some raw prayers in there, some, really tender emotional prayers and also just some real joyful prayers. I mean, but yeah. yeah, I love that, that you have that green chair. I love that the Psalms have kind of been, um, a newer, fresher, you know, way to prayer. I think one change for me the last few years too, has just been, um, to learn how to pray more, uh, boldly yeah. and, um, even more kind of expect expectantly. Um, I think for a lot of years, I felt like I should always say, well, your will be done. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just, yeah. and obviously that's biblical. I mean, that's the example God gives us in the Lord's prayer. Um, but oftentimes I was only praying that I wasn't really believing that it was okay 
with that to also express what I really wanted him to do, what I was really hoping he would do, um, or to even ask him to do something bigger than I thought was possible. And so for me, that's been kind of a newer thing in the last 10 years or so. And it's been really meaningful for me with my walk with the Lord. I think it's stemmed from me trusting him more and believing that he actually had the power to do some of these, um, these bigger things. It was a much more personal way to pray too. Um, so it's kind of a both and for me. I mean, it's kind of, you know, I present my requests to him with, with open hands, um, and a willingness to kind of submit to, to what he chooses to do with the situation. And also I'm trying to be bold with what I'm asking him to do from the bottom of my heart and believing that God is good. And he's also good to me. And God is a God who hears and he also hears me and he delights in hearing my my requests. You know, Jody, I had a I had a come to Jesus moment mm. one time because I thought, you know, Lord, I am just gonna praise your name. You know what mm. I need, mm. so why should I ask? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't out of out of anger because I wasn't getting my way. It was just I just felt unsettled that I would constantly be asking him for things. And so I did that. I just praised him for it probably lasted about a week. And I was so broken by the end of that week because he Mm. needs me to sit and I need to tell him Mm -hmm. what I want for several reasons. One, so I see his glory. Mm. And so I see his love and his personal ability to answer Mm. a prayer. I have to ask boldly Mm. and I have to... um, He expects me to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, if you had a friend that just came to you and told you what a lovely person you are and never asked you to do anything with them or asked them to do anything for you, it'd be kind of empty. Mm -hmm. It'd be a one way Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. wouldn't grow delighted in that. So that was a real eye opener that I love that he he deserves all of all of my gratitude and he deserves praise and he deserves all of that. But I just kept sinking deeper because I wasn't letting him know my great needs. Mm. So that's, I'm so glad you, you mentioned all of that because that is something that I think people sometimes think is why would I tell God anything? He knows it all already. Uh He's in control. He's so why even do that? But I love that example of a friendship and I've, I've heard it too saying, you know, with parents, like if we just gave our kids everything that they needed, it'd be a pretty, you know, it, it would lack that personal intimacy. But when they ask us for something and we can joyfully say, yes, sure. Yeah. Or we say, not this time, honey. I mean, right. it does. It builds this relationship. It builds trust. Um, it's a, a lot deeper than a relationship that somebody is just doing everything for the other person without yeah. Yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, then we also see more of his glory. We, we see these answered prayers. We can specifically recount um, him responding, um, to our prayer requests. It's, it builds, um, more and more trust for the future. Right. Um, another way that I sometimes, I just pray the attributes of God Mm, and just the, just Mm -hmm. the, um, heart of who God is to me. You know, Mm -hmm. there's the old, if you can't go to sleep, alphabetize the attributes of God. And so, um, yeah. And so I, I will pray the attributes of God and just recognize that who I am and who he is mm. and 
what a difference that makes mm. in my life. Mm. So, yeah. Um, you already mentioned Rachel um, and how she and her, you know, struggles really um, taught you how to pray. But, you know, with you being such a mentor and such a having such a mothering disposition, are just as you think through your journey with prayer, especially, is there something or someone that's inspired you, that's mentored you? Have you mm-hmm. learned as you've watched other people? I mean, how what has been helpful to you in your um, kind of learning how to pray after Rachel? Hmm. Um, that was, this is really easy to answer. Um, I think I have sweet friendships, Jody. Why God has designed such sweet friends for yeah. me. Yeah. What a gift. And one of those friends in the midst of a real struggle in our home, she, or I called her and I told her some things quickly and for 20 solid minutes, mm. she did nothing but pray into my ear. I didn't interrupt her. She prayed mm. for 20, maybe 30 minutes that night. Wow. And just allowed me to just rest in someone else's prayers. Mm. And that was lovely. Wow. That was a great gift and cemented my faith and love of mm. her. Mm. Another another set of people that really taught me how to pray was my Ukrainian buddies. Mm. You know, I we went over there on a mission yes. trip, and um, Ukraine has played a huge role in my life, life-changing. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, one night I was there, and they said, Loanne, would you pray? And I said, sure. And I started to pray. And all of a sudden, everyone was praying in the room. Mm. And I was like, hey, wait, I'm supposed to pray. And I thought, oh, you prideful soul (laughs) all you want to do is just let them listen to you pray and I was so baffled Mm. at my um my quick response to that as you know Mm. such a prideful thing Mm. but they taught me that you know in in a gathering and where people are praying everyone can they just all were praying wow at the exact same time this room was full of prayers and you know it was it was lovely to me to hmm. hear a room full of prayers going up hmm. in Russian. Yeah, you know, right. I understood nothing, but right. we were all praying to the same God. And yeah. so I just learned right then and there that, um, yeah, a prayer is hmm. is conversation between you and God, not conversation between you and the crowd. <laughs> wow. That's, so, you know, that's that was... That's good right there. <laughs> yeah. So even in my quiet time, even when I'm all alone in a room... And it's just me and God, and it's just us praying. I I have to remember that I am praying mm. to the holy God. Mm. I have no business being allowed to do this, but in mm. his love and mm. in his great personal personality, personable abilities, he's mm. able to yeah. take my prayers. So that was huge. Wow. That was huge. Huge. But here's here was one thing that really um Kind of, kind of rocked my boat. So we were heading over. We adopted two beautiful girls from Ukraine. And we were heading over there. And this gentleman that I worked with, that we just, um, young kid, one of those kids that I took under and taught him how to start an IV. I oh, said, wow. here's my hand. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> and so he did. And he then he turned out to be an IV. Um, that was his thing at Methodist Hospital. He went around and started all the IVs. But anyway, so it was there. He 
he asked me what I was doing and it was in the Walmart shopping by the refrigerators. And I said, well, tomorrow I leave and we're going to go to mm. Ukraine. And he just took my hands in the openness of that department. Mm. He knew I was a Christian and prayed for me mm. right there in front of everyone. Mm. We had never prayed together, but mm. he knew that I would feel comfortable doing that. So that really spoke to me. And the Ukrainians do that too. If you say, hey, will you pray for da da da, they're not thinking I'm going to go home and pray for that. I'm going to think that I'm praying right here in the middle of the street and we're going to we're going to pray for that. Mm. So I had the joy mm. of meeting this gentleman mm. later on years later in that same aisle and he wow. had a he had a request and I said oh, I get to repay the favor <laughs> and we just held hands and we just mm. prayed right there in the middle of Walmart once mm. again. So um yeah, I learned just That's beautiful. Street prayer is lovely prayer. Yeah. Just yeah. to be able to just stop in the midst mm -hmm. of wherever you are and yeah. And pray. That is powerful. Quickly. I have then a friend know. who does that too. I'll say, you know, will you pray about something? Oh, sure. Let's pray right now. And it, it <laughs> even after all these years, I just think, yeah, why don't I do that more often and more naturally? But yeah. in all of those examples that you gave, you know, your friend that prayed in your home for those 20, 30 minutes, the friends in Ukraine, you know, this guy at Walmart, it's all other people. And I think God uses other people in our lives to teach us more about himself, about the different ways to pray. It's just a good reminder that we need one another. We need community. And yeah. when I have people reach out to me and say, I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not praying. I'm not reading the Bible. I just don't feel motivated. I don't, I, you know, my encouragement usually is surround yourself with people that are mm -hmm. because they will spur you on they will encourage mm. you they yeah. will buoy you up and like you've already said sometimes they'll even have the faith for you to just get going they'll do the prayers for you they'll they'll come alongside and they will really strengthen you during this time I think when we isolate ourselves um, when we are really down and struggling and giving up um, that's when we we tend to lose um the joy in prayer, understanding the power of prayer. And I just love that you gave those examples, that those are all things that you've learned from watching other people pray. Mm -hmm. And when we're encouraged by something, like you said, by that time in Walmart, then we want to do that. We oh, want to yeah, do that too. We think so. Yes, it's that such helped a me so tremendous much. Tremendous blessing mm -hmm. to see. Yes. To see yes. God. God. Yeah. Yeah. Bless you like that. For it's, sure. It's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times we've already kind of talked about our prayer sometimes can be related to requests like our needs, our worries, our fears, our hurts, you know, what we want God to do for us, what we want him to do mm -hmm. for our loved ones. Um, but by God's grace, we all do enjoy lighter times in life too. I mean, there are times mm -hmm. when life does feel easier and we aren't so weighed down. Um, you know, I, I think it'd be valuable to just talk for a minute about prayer during easier times in life, lighter times in life. I mean, what does that typically look like for you? Is that you've already kind of mentioned some of the praise and the attributes and how do you incorporate gratitude or confession or just, um, you know, thankfulness? What does it look like when you don't have heavy burdens that you're praying about? Oh, this is so much fun <laughs> <laughs> because this lightens the whole spirit of of really the other side of prayer. You know, yes. we can go in the lamenting, the deep, deep sorrow, but oh, to think about the prayers that I've prayed in light of joy mm. and in light of mm. um, looking at those grandbabies for the first time mm. or in light of, 
you know, your husband just being the greatest mm. man alive for you and just yeah. so thankful that God has set him in your life. Um, you know, those are the moments that are good too. Those mm. you can, you know, they build your faith too, but usually those moments are, um, I'm singing and I'm not mm. singing well. Again, you remind me of my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not singing well, but I'm singing a song and I'm singing a chorus. Mm. Or, um, And I think, you know, for some people it's to recite and to think about different things. But for mm -hmm. me, just to, just to, in the car, just mm -hmm. to belt out that mm -hmm. song of praise and those lyrics of, of a well-known song. And, you know, in the midst of probably the last five years, out of nowhere, hmm. within 15, 20 minutes after I woke, wake up, I'm humming a song. Hmm. And I don't purposefully think about it. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, oh, this is your song for me today, Lord. Hmm. You know, today it was trust it. and obey. Hmm. All of a sudden, I'm just singing away. And I'm like, what in the hmm. world? You know, mm -hmm. um, so he gives me a song. He puts a song in my heart. And yes, your mama would have mm -hmm. had a song in mm -hmm. her heart, too. Mm -hmm. And that brings me to great joy when I can worship in song. I I take that lead quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so that is um, probably the best way for me to give gratitude to um, just lift him up in prayer mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. of joy. Go back to those crazy mm -hmm. psalms mm -hmm. <laughs> that just yeah. were, were just delight me anymore. And um, find the joy in those psalms. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. you know, David, David had struggles. We can't, we can't deny that. But we also know that he always went back to mm -hmm. gratitude. And most every psalm mm -hmm. ends in an attitude of gratitude. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I love it. I He's, do too. Yeah. Yeah. He's praying those psalms of praise. It's yeah. great. Yeah. 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 So, uh, do you ever have times or have you had times in your life when you have doubted the power of prayer? Have there been times when you've thought, okay, whether you're joyfully singing or you're lamenting and pouring out your heart to the Lord, um, have you had times where you've thought, I hope he's hearing me. I hope he's listening. Or even on the flip side, you know, kind of being like, God, that's not the way I wanted you to answer this. And I'm just mad at you or I'm Absolutely. a little bitter about about this whole thing. So where does the kind of the kind of the ugliness, right? The not so pretty parts of the normal Christian experience, because it is very normal. I mean, it's very normal to feel um, some of these feelings, but we don't talk about them as much. So how have you dealt with that? Well, Jody, I have a pulse. <laughs> and as long as I'm alive, I will have mm -hmm. those moments because I don't know the true greatness of God. Mm -hmm. I try mm -hmm. to relate him to something that I've seen, something that I, I have, have in my life, mm -hmm. and I don't know that greatness. So then, of course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall back into some, some um, self, you know, just lack of faith mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I and I am really hard on myself when mm -hmm. I do that yeah but it's honest and good and I've been through depression I've been mm -hmm. through that deep dark mm -hmm. ugly hole of depression mm -hmm. um thankfully I had good people in the midst of it my husband is is a rock to me mm -hmm. he's lovely mm -hmm. 
um, quiet man, but he's a rock and he, um, yeah, so he's helped me through a lot of that. But in those depression, I feel like I have let God down, that mm. my faith isn't strong enough mm. to, to come out of that. Um, and then in my big green chair, he said to me one day, you're right where I want you to be. And as hard as depression is, or as hard as it is for me not to answer that prayer in your timing, I have things for you to learn in this big green chair mm. that, um, that mm. are worth sitting here a while with me. So in, in light of that, I, um, Hmm. I it validated that mm. there was a like I said in the very beginning there's purpose in my depression yeah I it was a time where I was self-reliant and that's wrong mm -hmm. I need to be reliant on Christ mm. and no he doesn't judge my emotions mm. he doesn't judge me by whether I'm happy that day or whether I'm sad mm. but he's teaching mm -hmm. me in those emotions mm -hmm. constantly so in those days it was just beautiful for him mm. I, for him to answer me in that way, that I need you here. Yeah. This is the place I need you to be today, Loan. Yeah. So sit in here, mm. wallow in it if you must, mm. but know that I am, I am sitting here with you mm. so that you will see there is greatness in every aspect of the life that you choose to live with me. So... Wow. Yeah. That I, was, that, that was a gold. sweet, that was a sweet, sweet moment. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I think that's, I mean, that's exactly what I think I needed to hear just myself today. So thank you for that. And I'm sure that will resonate with others too, because I think our tendency is just, I don't know why I'm feeling like this. I better get out of this. Right. I need to fight this quickly, but there is some wisdom in not running from it too quickly to sitting in it and just saying, okay, Lord, what can you teach me in my doubt? What can you teach me in my frustration here? And what are you, you know, I, I think it's just, like you said, we're just always tempted to think, oh, I just don't have enough faith. I just need yeah. to, to just buckle up here and get going and get back to where I'm just, you know. Yeah, uh, I, I know. know. And I'll have people say, you know, I just, I'm, I'm stuck in this depression because of my lack of faith. No, that's not really why you're stuck there. Mm -hmm. You're mm -hmm. you're stuck there possibly because you need to spend more time in there, mm -hmm. you know, and really understand what God has chosen for yeah. you. It's not friendly and it's not no. it's not good. But if there's purpose in it, then it yeah. it's redeeming. Yeah. Well, and we've we've all we know in the depths of our soul that faith does not equal joy and happiness all the time. I mean, Absolutely. it is not only the mountaintops. So when people say that, like, I have a lack of faith, or maybe I'm stuck here because I don't have enough faith, I think, but sometimes that is faith. Faith is in the valleys. Faith is in the struggle. That's yep. the natural, normal Christian life mm -hmm. is the ebbs and flows. I just think sometimes we haven't talked enough about the valleys and the, the darker times. And so we don't feel like it's normal or okay. Right. There's goodness um, in those times too. Yeah, as hard for as, sure. As difficult yeah. as they're yeah. As yeah. they are. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of listeners who are either new in their faith or they're just starting to begin mm. to explore faith. And so what would you say to somebody who has never prayed? Um, or maybe mm. after even listening to all that we've just talked about regarding prayer, they're still thinking, Yeah, but I don't even know what to say to God or I don't I have no idea where even to start. What would you say? Just start. Mm -hmm. Just start. Mm 
mm-hmm. don't don't make it formal don't make it like it's some yeah i mean we are walking on holy ground and we need to remember the respect and the honor that we must have for this god that created us but just start talking to him mm. i remember some of the greatest advice that my mom gave me in the midst of all my sorrow with losing our baby i said mom i've got so much sorrow and i don't know I I don't really want to talk to you about it because I don't want to make you sadder. I said, she said, so you just get in that car and set Jesus next to you Mm. and start Mm. talking and he'll listen to you and place, you know, case closed. That's what you just Just start start talking. talking. Mm -hmm. You just, you just start talking. And if you don't feel comfortable with just start talking, then I really don't have any problem with just reading prayers. Mm-hmm. And just understanding some of the authors, their prayers, yeah, yeah, you know, and just mm-hmm. just setting your mind in their thoughts, it'll become more personal mm-hmm. as time goes on, and you'll see that those formal prayers that you might listen to or um, become more just direct your path. Everyone yeah. has to, even in the art of prayer, it's it's simple, and mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. there's really no objectives to be met. Mm-hmm. God just sits on His throne and says. Give yeah. me more. Give me right. more. You know? Right. Yeah. And so, you'll want to give him more over time too. Right. Yeah. Right. Start singing. You know, sing your prayers. Mm-hmm. If that's, you mm-hmm. know, just praise him, mm-hmm. thank him, lament with him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It. There's no rules. There's no rules. I've been to so many women conferences and they have all these rules of prayer and I just, it's good. It's good for mm-hmm. those that are rule followers. Mm-hmm. I don't happen to be, but it's yeah. it's good. But for for me, just start talking. Mm-hmm. Just and it doesn't have to be great lengths of time. Yeah, you know, I I think yeah, if you can if you can build yourself, energize yourself with mm-hmm. short moments of prayer, they'll yeah. come. They'll yeah. come where you can't get out of that chair because you have so much to mm-hmm. talk to him mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Um, or out of that car. Yeah. And haven't you stopped? Haven't you shut the engine off and you're still mm-hmm, praying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. that's what you got to do. So, um, yeah, just, just remember, get out your Bible, mm-hmm. read those crazy Psalms mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. Psalm 23. Everybody's mm-hmm, familiar with mm-hmm. it. Take it. Don't try to build yeah. your life into some reading some hard things, you know, go yeah. to Matthew. He'll teach you how to pray. Mm, he teaches mm. you right there. And he says the Lord's prayer. Yeah. And that's yeah. a, that's a tool he's given us. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's not necessarily a prayer he's given us, but it's a tool mm-hmm. he's given us to learn mm-hmm. how to pray. So um, I love that. I and love insert that. names when, yeah. when I'm praying for my kids, when I'm praying for my whatever things yeah. that are happening in my life, I insert their name in it. I mm-hmm. insert that person's name, like, you know, give her the, the joy of the Lord today. Yeah. Be present in Luann's mm-hmm. life because mm-hmm. she needs these things. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's super helpful. And I, I think that we can be paralyzed often in life by not knowing how we're going to do something so we just never even get started and the more we do it the easier it becomes i mean even with this podcast i thought how in the world am i ever going to start a podcast but you just start you just start you just do it it will develop over time it'll get better over time and it's the same thing with prayer i mean the more that you pray the more comfortable you'll be with prayer um 
And I love the analogy of just thinking about God in the driver's or in the car with you, um, the passenger seat or whatever. And I've thought of that um, before too, with just picturing, you know, God across the table mm-hmm. or, you know, God in the, in a big, big green chair right next right. to you, right. Of just, just having that conversation, not overthinking it. Um, also phrases I think are helpful, just starting with a simple, thank you, God, or help me, God. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we don't have to have the perfect words or, you know, have it all thought out before we can just share our heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of these insights into prayer. I, I've gleaned a lot from it and just love the opportunity to hear your perspective on prayer. Um, and as we kind of start to wrap up, I would love to have you just share maybe one or two other things that you try to implement into your life to, to fight discouragement and despair. What other tools are you keeping in that tool belt? <laughs> well, I learned podcast mm, from the yeah. very beginning with you mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they help me. You know, yeah, there's a lot of good, they do, good yeah. solid podcasts out there. So those are, those are great. Um, singing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. laughter. Mm. Oh, that's laughter yeah running um I don't know if I gave this example or not but my grandchildren have definitely taught me how to laugh and the the greatest thing is those kids come up to you arms open mm. ready mm. to greet grandma unabashed ready to go and that speaks so loudly to me that that's the way I want my children to go to the Lord that's oh, the way I, love that. I want to go to the Lord unabashed, running forward, mm-hmm. knowing that that person is going to love me when I when I get there. They're going to hug me. That I've learned a lot of things from mm-hmm. my grandchildren, a lot of things from those sweet little faces that greet me. But you know, just mm-hmm. running to the Lord, just I love excited, that. excited, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. excited that I yeah. get to go. I get to go. And so mm-hmm. I pray for my children to run unabashed, arms mm-hmm. wide open, flailing. You know, sometimes yeah. those little oh, kids I totally are just can picture. Yes, it's flailing to the Lord. Yeah, that's how I want. That's how I want to run to Him, and that's how I want them to run to Him. So, um, I do the names of God. Mm-hmm. God bless Justine and I. We I learn those. Yes, we she still does learn too. those names of God. Mm-hmm. You know, Elohim, the Great Creator. Um, Jehovah Rofi, you know, he's the physician, the healer. Mm-hmm. And when someone tells me the other night that, you know, a great miracle that happened in their healing life, I said, that is the Jehovah Rofi. That mm-hmm. is the God that we personally know as someone that will heal us in our times. So yeah, just to, yeah, just to go yeah. back to some of those beautiful names that I get the opportunity to teach for a whole year and in, mm-hmm. in my Sunday school class and you know I always tell the kids you know I have nicknames people that love me call me grandma mom mama Lou Mm -hmm. and so I want to know those names for God that will I love that that I can know him yeah in different personalities of who he is Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. the great shepherd and yeah yeah. so those those great names of God are are powerful and and just make me know that I can call him mm-hmm. Jehovah Rofi. Mm-hmm. Mm. I can call him Elohim. Mm-hmm. I won't probably pronounce him right, but I can I can call him by those those nicknames. Yeah. And yeah. I always tell him if somebody has a nickname for you, then they they know you well. Mm. So mm. that's 
that's some of those things that I try to stay up on. And Love it. Don't yeah. necessarily do it. Yeah. It always right. But yeah. Good, so, good tools. Yeah. And another thing that I always think is that is taking care of others as a way to take care of yourself. That's huge. Yeah. Taking care of others is so important to me. And I have some good friends too that take care of others well and have been mentors to me. So um, yeah. It always Just, seems counterintuitive to think, why would caring for others bring me joy? especially if I'm struggling, yeah. but it just does. Just does. Getting outside of your own head and your own mm-hmm. struggles and serving and loving other people well um, is such a great tool to fight for joy. Yeah. I, yeah. I well, that. last question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I usually like to end the podcast by just kind of asking my guests about some simple things that they're enjoying in life. I mean, we need these big, powerful tools to fight the big, powerful discouragements in life, but smaller and simpler things in the course of any normal day or week can also bring us a lot of joy in life too. Um, your grandchildren have been at the forefront of this conversation and they, they are teaching tools uh, or, not, you know, they yeah. teach us a lot. Um, they bring us a lot of joy. Um, but what else, are, what else, what are some other simple things that are bringing you joy in your day-to-day life? Well, um, I'm going to be a grandma again. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even tell you that. Rachel... Rachel and Ben are expecting, Aww. and yeah, that is pure yeah. joy to oh, me. Pure joy, June. yeah. Yep. And Andrew and Laura are on the track for another adoption, mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. pure joy too. Yeah. To be able to really pray for that child that God's mm-hmm. picked for them is pure joy. And so, yeah, those are those are exciting things for me. Those are those are mm-hmm. things that I look mm-hmm. forward to. Um, we are also sometimes this brings joy, and sometimes this just brings pure panic we're building um what we're going to call it is a is a duplex but i do like to just call it my gentle friendly cottage oh i love that and um so andrew and laura are living in our main house and we're in the process of moving into this this smaller um duplex that we're building connected a farmer's dream really because you can walk all the way from andrew's house through my catering kitchen into our new duplex area into the shop wow (laughs) i did not know that that is perfect especially in nebraska (laughs) yeah so um yeah it's been fun it's been fun to see how that works um and some of it is overwhelming to me but i i um my motto is content in all things Mm. content Mm -hmm. in all things Mm -hmm. so that's been kind of fun to do all of that um yeah I've, COVID pushed me into a greater opportunity to read the Bible more. Mm. And I took it upon myself to really take that serious. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm really happy with that. Um, and so, yeah, just living the life. I That's always good. say living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been so special. You told me this was going to be out of your comfort zone, but I kind of think you're made for this. Well, Jody, <laughs> this when really I get to look at your pretty face and, and just smile uh, back at you, and it's comfortable to visit with yeah, you. Yeah, same. So, we need yeah. more time together. But yeah, um, I just, I really can't think of a better way to end the episode than maybe uh, having you just pray quickly. Would you oh, mind closing Jesus. us in prayer? I always think it's an honor, but this is really <laughs> big. Oh, gracious Father, you are so kind and you are so good. And may the ears that hear this podcast, just um, be open to um, 
just maybe even just beginning to pray or just strengthening their prayer. Gracious Father, if you have received any glory today, then it's been purposeful and it's been good. And so, Lord, I just ask that the ears that hear this and the ears that it falls upon um, will take take what other snippets they need mm. to um, just have a closer conversation time with you. Lord, I do thank you that we can approach the throne. And I do thank you that you listen. And I do thank you that you're personal and how you work so um, humbly and lovingly in our lives mm. so that we can, we can have a bigger, better love for you. Thank you, dear Jesus, in all these things. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Luann. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fighting for Joy podcast. I just want to remind you that I am still partnering with Faithful Counseling this season to help bring you quality online Christian counseling. Use my code at faithfulcounseling.com slash fightingforjoy. You will find out more there and receive 10% off. I can't say it enough, but quality counseling is a worthy investment. Such a powerful tool in the fight for joy in the midst of this broken world. Again, check it out at faithfulcounseling.com slash fightingforjoy, or just send me a message and I will get you the direct link. Have a great day, you guys. Thank you so much for listening today. If you were helped or encouraged by this episode, please share it with others. I would also love for you to find me on social media. You can connect with me and others who are listening on my Fighting for Joy podcast page on either Facebook or Instagram. You can also send me an email at fightingforjoypodcast at gmail.com. Podcasts have been such a lifeline for me in grief and one of the top ways that my soul is recharged and encouraged on a weekly basis. I truly hope that this podcast will do the same for you. Keep fighting for joy.